The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton, as the show just said, and we come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. from beautiful, wonderful, well, sometimes a little crazy Southern California. Anyway, it rained yesterday and we got all excited and I've been talking to folks back in New Brunswick, Canada and, and Missouri and uh, telling them, oh my, it rained and it's 86. <laughs> they hate me. Anyway, life is good, but we are going to talk about a very difficult subject today. We are going to talk about sex as a weapon when it comes to our children. And if you want to call in, it is 1-866-472-5788. Now, most of you are on a different time zone. I see all the stats. And by the way, I'm just tickled pink at how fast this thing is growing, how good it's doing, and how you out there are sharing it with other people. So uh, if you can't call in, you can always email me, which I get a lot of emails at opal, O-P-A-L, at me and kids. Before I get into sex as a weapon, I do want to tell you that for those folks in Southern California, we are holding an advanced education symposium on January 20th. This show is being broadcast out on January 11th. Now, the promotion, it says that the registration closes on the 13th, but quite frankly, we're going to keep it open to the 16th. I just needed enough time to know how to be able to alert the caterer. It is something that nobody has ever done, to my knowledge, and it is a seven-hour seminar. You can stand up. You can walk around. You can go in and out. You can come to the sessions you want. We very clearly marked what the topics will be on each session. And uh, the first session is going to be done by the crime analyst at RCAT. So it, you know, I don't think anybody walks the face of the earth that knows more about human trafficking than that girl, um, because she lives and breathes at 24 hours a day. But so that's the first session, but I'm going to be doing many of the other sessions. Now, I know that you're going to get tired of my voice, so we're going to fill it up with a lot of videos in there. Uh, along with it. And we're going to have some motivational stuff in the break. So, and it's all about solutions. We're going to be all throughout the seminar writing out anything that we think can be done differently so that never again would another child be violated. So that's January 20th. If you're interested, go to www.millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. Not dot com. Go to dot com. You get that funny little band. <laughs> anyway, rock band. But go to dot org and uh, go under under. Um what is it? I think it's teaching or learning or education, training. Go under training. That's what it is. And then go down and you can register. Okay, I want to get on with my show prep today because this is really near and dear to my heart. 
And uh, I've been giving this a lot of thought. I'm in the middle of writing my next book. And uh, that is the purpose of that symposium is I have so much research material. I kind of want to try it out, sort through it, get feedback and like that on it. So, uh, but there was a case this week that just, uh, you had to peel me off the ceiling. I was so PO'd. I, I don't usually get that way. You know, I'm, I don't like melodrama and, and I live in a world where I want to resolve crime and find ways to solve crime. But I have had several cases this week, serious, serious cases of sextortion of minors. That's where kids get lured in, they send a naked photo and they they start to either get blackmailed or they need more photos or they want money or they're going to destroy them or something like that. And what really started this for me is, well, first of all, let's put it kind of a position in what's going on around us. You have this Me Too movement going on in Hollywood about being sexually harassed and sexually threatened and like that. Now, let me make something real clear. Nobody should ever be forced into sex and no one should ever be exploited with sex and no one should ever be blackmailed by sex, okay? As an adult, as a child, sex should be a healthy, normal, embracing thing to build a relationship. And I and I just want to preface that by saying, you know, People probably think I'm some sort of man hater, or I'm not. I'm not. I was married for 44 years till my husband passed away, and I miss him dearly. But we had a wonderful relationship. I believe that sex is not only a healthy thing; it is uh, important. It's critical. It might be the most critical thing in a relationship is how you have a healthy give and take about your sexuality. Now, that can only happen if the two people coming to the table, okay, let's say to the bed, (laughs) a little humor, give me a break, (laughs) anyway, are healthy people mentally when it comes to sex and sexualization. And think about all the baggage adults bring to the table on sex. And, you know, it probably is a miracle any marriage works because what is happening now is so many of our children are being sexualized in an unhealthy manner long before they even get into puberty. And it will be interesting to see what the divorce rate is in 2030, you know, as this generation comes up and we have submersed them in a world of sex that may not be based on healthy sexual encounters. And so I wanted to think this out because uh, to start off with this, the, the article that really set me off here is a headline. I hate the headline, first of all. Whoever wrote this thing, I, I, Sarah Sarah Dorn, wrong, 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 I, in my opinion, okay? Headline is PERV, P-E-R-V, busted for swapping sexting with eight-year-old girl. Now, I hate the fact that she used the word perv. We kind of sexualized that, you know? It kind of made it sound kind of cool. There is nothing cool about a perv or a pervert. And we need to say what it is if we're going to use that word and not sexualize that word, okay? Because a pervert in this day and age is getting more and more sick, more and more mentally ill. And more than that, they are absolutely coming together in pervert 
which use the full word, perverted communities in the cyber world. And the problem with that is they are preying on your child. One of the things that we're going to be talking about today is I don't understand, and maybe this is my fault, your fault, the rest of our faults for not making this clear, but I don't believe your average parent is connecting the situation between being sextorted and child pornography. You see, what has happened here is, I'm going to just read you the article and then we'll go on with it. This is a Manhattan man, that would be New York, was indicted December 29th after the FBI caught him exchanging nude photos and videos with an eight-year-old girl from Ohio. So he's in New York, she's in Ohio, and she is eight. Now, how does an eight-year-old get access to the internet long enough to be sextorted without some parent understanding what is taking place. Right there is the first problem, because this parent didn't get it. I'm sure this parent is probably a fine parent who says to themselves, oh, my little girl's smarter than most, and everybody's getting these, and so we'll just watch her carefully. But they don't, and they don't understand the technology they're handing their own child. So they're handing their child a grenade without seeing if there's a pin in it. Okay, because they themselves aren't on there with it. Donald Kelly, 36, used an Instagram account to prey on his naive victim. No kidding. She's eight. Starting in September, according to transcripts of the exchange in the complaint. Now, this is December. So he was able to access her from September to December. She is eight. Okay, now who is this guy? He's a pedophile. Why do pedophiles do this? Okay, they get off on having interactions with an eight-year-old, but they are also taking and gathering photos, so I want you to hear this loud and clear. And please, let parents understand this. They are just keeping this photo to themselves for their own pleasure. These guys are part of cyber communities. They are taking that girl's photo for the purpose of selling it and trading it in large-scale pedophile rings. So when you hear that your child got sextorted and you walk away and go, he's some sort of creep, and you end right there, you yourself are denying the reality of what just happened. Your child's photo is most likely being fawned over, dribbled and drooled over by 20,000 pedophiles in a dark web child pornography ring forever. I know I'm sounding harsh on this, but how do I tell people to stop and think about what is happening? This isn't just some crazy little guy who's playing with this eight-year-old girl. This is a pedophile part of a sex trafficking ring. Well, he writes, so how old are you, princess? I'm 36. That okay, I hope? Within minutes... Kelly allegedly sent the girl several photos and a video of male genitalia. She is eight. Then he wanted to know how his anatomy compared to his dad's. Are you vomiting yet? Because if you're not, there's something wrong with you. He said, want to be my girlfriend? And he laughed before asking her to send new photos. She complied. Why does an eight-year-old take naked pictures and send them off to somebody she doesn't know? She does not understand sex, but she wants to make him happy. She makes her dad happy, not sexually, 
but as a little girl, and she wants to make this guy happy. And so we have just sexualized for perpetuity, because this girl will never get that photo back. Her life is changed forever. Where is mom and dad? Do they not understand what is taking place? But what we have just had here is an eight-year-old girl who now perceives sex as a weapon. It will be very difficult. And it is not just sex as a weapon. She participated. The blame, will he will blame her. She sent it to me. You see, the danger of sexual exploitation is the victim blames himself for being culpable for falling for it. And they will carry that shame the rest of their life. We need to look at what is happening as far as sexualizing our children and having them experience sex as a weapon at a very young age. We're already up against that first break, folks, so stay with us. We'll be right back. We're loaded for bear for the next one. Stay with us. Bye. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back. This is Opal and I am with me and kids. We are the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. And the reason why I care so deeply about sextortion is that you will often see this is the beginning. They meet on the internet. They fall in love. They get sucked into sending some photos, uh, and pretty soon they're deep into a trap. And that is allowed, that accessibility is allowed because of social media. And the fact that our parents are putting our children on social media younger and younger and younger, and they are not, a, they seem absolutely oblivious that they are turning their child over to absolute strangers walking away because they don't understand technology. 
technology and they just say, well, everybody's doing it. And it's almost like, well, we'll just play the odds with this. Okay, you know, society will lose a few, but my kid's brilliant and they won't fall for it. And time and time and time again, I see victims that come from very respectable homes with very high achieving parents who are Christian people who care deeply and they this is happening under their nose. It happens to chiefs of police, it happens to school teachers' kids, it happens to pastors' kids, uh, that they don't realize that this is happening. So I've been thinking about this subject because I'm writing this book and probably one of the chapters in my book will be sex as a weapon because I, I really believe that we have entered a whole new society. I, I think about this. I was just thinking of some examples. And, you know, uh, I hope you understand the tone of where I'm going here. I'm not anti-sex, and sex will be a part of our, our society. But one of the things that is happening with all the media and all the technology is the sexualization of just about everything. I went to see the movie um, Angry Birds, And there was some sexualization in there. And the F word, I think they used it, I think I counted eight times. Why? Why do we need to corrupt something like that? So many of our little kids' shows have sexuality in them and uh, from a very early age. And so, you know, what is a child to think as they grow up? And they see sex everywhere they look. I was thinking about if you just go from uh, a television show to television show, over and over, sex sells. There's sex in the voice, okay? The show, the voice. There's sex in dancing with the stars in a big, big way, you know? Uh, A lot of your animated movies are about sex. You know, uh, South Park. I remember South Park was, I saw in 2013 a South Park on pimping out your girlfriend and how to be a pimp. And it's all animated. So just because it's animated doesn't mean it's not sexual because, trust me, they really put that in there. I was thinking about the show Musical.ly or the app Musical.ly. Now, you don't have to have sex in there. They're looking for movie stars and you get a lot of followers, not movie stars, singers, uh, rock band, you know, dancers, that kind of thing, musicians. Uh, And... The idea there is that you get at least 75,000 followers, should have 150,000, 200,000 if you want to be followed. But all of those people, in order to make it work, have to sexualize, be sexualized in there. So it seems like even, and especially Hollywood, demands sexualization. I would, We just had the Golden Globes, and I didn't watch most of it. I, I have no use for most of that stuff. But it's an interesting thing because you have all this argument going on right now in America about hashtag me too. I was sexualized. I was I was uh, sexually violated. I was sexually harassed. Um, and you have a whole groups of women coming forward. Now, the problem with that is it's group think. You don't have a chance to take each case and hear both sides and look at the evidence. And most of them aren't even providing any evidence. Most of them are talking about events that took place in the past. They're not documented in any way. They would never hold up in a court of law. And yet you are building a cyber vigil anti-movement that says, yes, this happened to me. You need to take my word for it. Except I work with law and order. Okay, I work with law enforcement. And, you know, if you 
accuse a crime, you better have some evidence and take it to a court of law and allow the people to respond and defend themselves. And so this having this kind of group uh, vigil ante kind of movement in the media and then nailing one individual and asking him to defend himself against 35 people that happened 10, 15 years ago and not have it in a court of law where he can have representation, where people have to present uh, evidence, is an interesting thing that's happening. Anyway, along with that, I was looking at the Golden Globes and, you know, Many of the people involved in the Golden Globes are part of the Me Too, hashtag Me Too movement. And some of them are standing there with gowns cut down to their navel and up to their yin-yang, and they're saying, I was sexually harassed. And you're like, hello, (laughs) how'd that happen? (laughs) But think what is being portrayed to our children. You know, our children have a lot of pressure on them to be sexual beings long before they go through puberty. Very few kids now are left to innocence. I've, I've, uh, was looking at an article about Roblox this week, and we may have the author of that article on. I think her name is Kristen Jensen, and we're negotiating now about her coming on And uh, because her and I are running parallel paths. But I, I saw that Roblox article, and it's all about how there was sex and sexual predators right inside of Roblox. Finally, this father realized what was happening. And, you know, folks, that is the key. You're not going to keep games away from your children, but get age-appropriate games and make sure they are not connected to internet chat rooms. The minute you connect a game of any kind to an internet chat room, you can set up chat rooms where there are only people you know, but most parents are not involved enough with a game to know if that is happening. So the minute you go out that outside that, you might as well take your child down to the bus depot and see who they meet. Okay. Okay. I won't pick on buses. Okay. The airport. <laughs> Before I get sued here. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. There is no selective nature in who your child's about to meet. Now, on top of it, in these video games, what is happening is that you actually have sex in many of these video games. Some of you have heard me talk, and I, I mentioned it before in a in a previous uh, show. I saw a video game. YouTube. I, I hope I can find that and put that out for the uh, show, the uh, training I'm going to do. I saw a video game YouTube where an 11-year-old girl came out, and she was not very good. She was playing Minecraft on a public chat room. Now, she's 11. She hasn't gone through puberty, and she is now in a chat room with a whole bunch of adult males. What do you think the odds are that she's going to be exploited somehow? Well, sure enough, she's not very good, and another male guy saw that she's not very good. He didn't know exactly how old she is, but he came out with this little boy character and started raping her little girl character, and the guys are cracking up. They're laughing, and and you could hear the guys go, honey, don't let him do that. Honey, get away from him. Don't just take that. You know, honey, do something, and you heard an 11-year-old voice go, I don't know how. And then that little boy character turned around and started coming at her from the behind. And all the guys laughed. And I thought, how does this little 8-year-old, excuse me, 11-year-old girl process this? Does she realize that she just got virtually raped? Because I believe today most kids 
first sexual experience will be a virtual sexual experience. And it will be sex as a weapon. And that will create shame. And that will create a, a tainted self-image. A, a feeling of less than. Uh, an, unability, an inability to explain that you feel violated. And in this case, they were only virtually violated, but everybody laughed. And what I'm saying to you is that we are teaching our children to use sex as a weapon in these video games, the same kind of thing in Grand Theft Auto. And that isn't the only game that's the most popular one. But in Grand Theft Auto, they will come up and and, uh, you literally pay 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 70 bucks, depending on what kind of sex you want to have. And you can tell if you're getting the $20 job or the $50 job. And when you're through, you kill her to get your money back. So what has just happened? You have taught millions, maybe billions of young people about virtual sex as a weapon and that that's okay as long as you get your money back and you get your points. As you no, for my first book, many of these kids will say, well, don't you feel bad that you killed her? Why? It's just a game. I said, well, don't you feel bad that you raped her? Well, no, I didn't really rape her. I paid for it. Oh, really? Uh, so in that case, sex is a weapon. It is a way of increasing your score. It is not an encounter between two caring people with respect based on relationship. And more and more of these video games are having that kind of thing. And you actually get a reward for using sex as a weapon in that case. And the child walks away and says, it's no big deal. It is just a game. But I am saying that is giving our children a distorted point of view about sex. And I and I say that because I believe that this is heavily behind what is happening in many of these, for instance, sextortion cases that you are seeing. We're coming down to a break here, but I want to give you some statistics here. This is from um, Pure Sight, P-U-R-E, Pure Sight. And it says approximately 95% of all Americans between 12 and 17 are online. One in five U.S. teenagers who log on the Internet say they have received an unwanted sexual solicitation. That would be sex as a weapon. About 30% of the victims of Internet sexual exploitation are boys. And 100% of the cases, the teens that are victims of sexual predators have gone willingly to meet them. 100% of them that have gone have gone willingly. There are almost 800,000 sexual offenders in the United States alone. Now, keep in mind, when you go on the Internet, you go worldwide. Teens are willing to meet with strangers. 16% of teens considered meeting someone they've only talked to online. 8% of them actually went out and met with someone they knew. And 75% of children share personal information online about themselves and their family. 33% of teens on Facebook are friends with other people they have not met in person. So all of this just leads us to an understanding that when sex is used as a weapon, virtually, let alone physically, It will change a child's life forever. And in the cases I've seen this week, it will change mom and dad's life forever. Wouldn't we want to get out ahead of this problem, call it what it is, 
and let's start to do something about it. This is the single biggest crime that will change our lives and the lives of our children forever. This is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're up against a break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O P A L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I am Opal Singleton, your host, and we are talking about sex as a weapon. And I am, uh, you know, when I do writing and I'm writing my next book, I really think through a lot of this. And I, I have to tell you that I am deeply unsettled about this subject. It is... Um, you know, I've been in this business 10 years. I've seen a lot. I've seen so many kids who have been unnecessarily violated. I've seen so many kids who have been uh, sextorted, even though they've never been touched. You know, one of the things that parents need to stop and understand, and social workers, law enforcement, by the way, there's not enough law enforcement effort going on for this, but it has to do with funding. There are so many of these cases, we can hardly get them through the pipeline. You literally, it's like putting a 800-pound gorilla in a size 6 jeans. It is, I mean, we just have so much of this 
that it is hard for law enforcement to respond. Quite frankly, as far as sextortion goes, there is a federal law that's being looked at right now, and we need that, and we need more resources to be able to go after. So many times you have a kid who is being violated by by an online predator, and you call the cops, and the guy says, well, quit sending your naked photo, and everybody goes home, and they don't realize the cops themselves, the law enforcement themselves, do not realize that this is probably part of a large-scale sextortion ring, and they needed to get cyber crimes involved and open the case. Now, you know, here's a challenge with this whole thing because the the nature of sex as a weapon means that your child is not only a victim, but they feel like it's their fault. You know, if somebody breaks into your house and steals your TV, you feel lost. You might kick yourself that you didn't lock the window or something like that. But it is not a crime where you process sexual shame all the rest of your life. But when you get involved in being a victim of virtual sex uh, exploitation, even if you're never touched, you process that sexually and it will affect who you are sexually. And I believe that that's really, really a problem that we have moved from relationship sex to literally sex being an entity of its own outside of relationship and it's being taken even further. Now, we all know that people have had one night, one night stands for millions of years. I don't know how long, but it happens, okay? But what is happening is total strangers now can exploit sexually a child. And what will happen here, we have seen this in case after cases after case. The parent is the last one to know. We already know that if a child's in trouble through sextortion, that some predator has lured them in, talking them in to say, usually starts by sending a naked photo. If they can't get a full naked, they'll get a top. And then, ooh, that's good. I need, honey, I need more. I need more. Show me, you know, t- take off everything. Then pretty soon, hey, I've got these and I need more. And they begin to blackmail them. And what we know is as that blackmail proceeds, almost none of those kids will run and tell mom and dad unless you have brought them up to do so and have had extensive dialogue with it. Because what you need to do is start off assuming this is going to happen to your child. It is happening so often, I can pretty well guarantee you it's going to happen. So start off early on just the same as you don't get in cars with strangers, you don't don't, uh, take candy from strangers, and you don't take emails from strangers, and you don't take Snapchats, Instagrams, no matter how cute they are. And let's start off early on with parents educating themselves and understanding because once that child is sexually violated, you will be the last to know as a parent, okay? What they will do, we see in case after case after case, this will go on for years, you know? It is not uncommon for it to go. They, they would rather feed the hungry pedi- predator than incur the disappointment, uh, wrath, rejection of a parent. And they will continue to feed that predator in hopes it goes away. So you as parent or as law enforcement will be the last to know. When it comes out, please, please, please understand, stop, and realize the seriousness of it. And let's get it to law enforcement. Insist on cyber crimes until we can get all the street uh, law enforcement trained on this. And let's get them some help. 
here is a case that you've heard me talk about before, but it fits perfectly with this subject. This is a headline this uh, September of last year, four men sentenced for engaging in child exploitation rings. Now, there's actually six men in this, but this is a sentencing of four. What was fascinating to me, I want you to get this because they were preying on uh, predominantly targeted prepubescent girls. What is that? 9, 10, 11 years old. Here we go again. Moms and dads are giving 9-year-old phones who have absolutely no judgment. They may be the smartest kid on earth, but they are not going to have the judgment of an adult for at least another 6, 7, 8 years. And we have handed them the phone. And this happened over and over and over in this ring. Now, this is a ring of men who are using sex as a weapon on your children. Okay, this is not it starts off looking like sex as friendship, but it changes very quickly. And we are doing this to eight year olds, nine year olds, 10 year olds. What on earth has our society come to? Now, keep in mind, these are kids who see sex all day long, every day. They see it in Hollywood. They see it in video games. They see it in movies. They see it on TV all day long. They see sex and they know to be loved. They need to be sexual beings. And so. Here we are, we put them on a device, and they got contacted in this case by six different predators. These guys are 54, 52, 54, 39, and 31. That's the ones I can come up with here. They all lived in different states. We don't know if any of these men ever met. But pedophiles are finding each other and forming cyber communities, and they are weaponizing those cyber communities against your children. Please do not make your children available to them. I always tell kids, don't be low-hanging fruit. They are going to work the odds, and they're going to work the kid that they think that they can manipulate. So we need to arm our children with enough self-esteem, enough education, enough understanding that they won't be low-hanging fruit. So what happened here is a group members predominantly targeted prepubescent girls And unbeknownst to the girls, they would record the lured young girls performing the sexually explicit conduct. The group was active for approximately two years and communicated with each other through a base chat room. In other words, they had their own chat room that they talked. They that was password protected. In the chat rooms, they would strategize on how to convince minor females to produce child pornography, including pretending to be teenage boys or girls to help convince the minor females to engage in sexual activity. So it isn't just taking off your blouse, Mom. These little kids, 9, 10, 11 years old, were engaging in sexual activity. Now, how much sexual activity does a 9-year-old understand? Well, I suppose if you watch some of that stuff on TV, you start to get a pretty big picture. But still, how much should they know? And they are this group of men. Now, first of all, none of the girls, and they and they literally had a huge number of uh, victims in this. I don't remember seeing, but it was a massive amount on this. None of these kids knew they were talking to six different men. They all thought they were talking to Justin Bieber or somebody like him. And so here they are, nine years old, ten years old, thinking that they're going to be his little girlfriend. And so they're taking off their clothes and they're doing sexual acts, you know, themselves. They're, it isn't like, you know, uh, the pedophile down the street came into their living room and molested them. They get these kids to act out sexually. 
And then they use their own sexual behavior against them. They begin to blackmail them. So this is what I mean by sex as a weapon is that we are doing this to our children the minute you arm a nine-year-old boy or girl. By the way, boys, boys are highly violated this way. You know, pedophiles love little boys more than teenage boys. And so don't think that just because he's a boy that he's not a victim in here. This is really, really serious business on here um, because... I looked up some more statistics here. This is from NECMEC. We hope to have a representative of NECMEC. That's National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That was John Walsh's um, agency. And uh, they are doing an amazing fight on this battle. And I'm hoping that they'll appear with us. But 71% of predators threatened to post a photo of the child online. Imagine you're nine years old. They have your naked photo. You thought they loved you. You thought you were in a relationship. You're nine. You have a tender little heart. You have a bit of innocence left in you. And you're nine. And 71% of those threatened to post that photo online. 29% of sex offenders threatened to post previously acquired photos online. When the photos are shared, then victimization and bullying begins. This is how a child ends in suicide. Okay. Many kids are embarrassed and ashamed to admit it. They're being duped. Think about that. They not only have committed their first sex act. Now it's shame-based. Now it's a threat. And on top of it, they they are feeling stupid for being duped. And they don't want anybody to know. And most of these kids will continue to feed the lion before they tell mom and dad. In fact, I was thinking about this this week. I saw the movie Darkest Hour. I highly recommend it, but it was great. But anyway, one of his famous lines in there is, it is hard to negotiate with a lion when your head is in its mouth. And that is what a child that is caught up as a victim of sextortion is doing. Their head is in the mouth, and they're nine years old, and they are negotiating against six hardcore pedophiles, which mom and dad, you introduced them to because this child's only nine and they wouldn't have that phone without you. So let's stop. Please stop. And let's think this out. Okay. We cannot afford to lose one more child. I know that if that child does not meet that predator in the first place, they'll never be violated. I know if that child is taught you know, that there are some ugly people out there. Don't become a victim. Come and tell me the minute you see something. Don't fall prey. It is not Justin Bieber. Go on me and kids' Facebook page and show your kids some of our stories. Help them understand that Internet is a scary world for a nine-year-old. Okay, folks, we're up against a break. We'll come be right back, and we'll close this out. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about sex as a weapon, and I feel very, very strongly about this as more and more research is coming out about how this is headed out. You know, let me back up a minute. What I'm giving you is extremely negative, and I I really hammered down on parents in the last segment, but I hope that you will still be with me here. I I don't like um, defensive or offensive kind of attacks, but I am just uh, almost ready to vomit at the number of children that are being violated here without people realizing what is happening. And um, I may do more subjects on this because this is a very, very deep subject. We have no understanding of the psychological impact that this is having on this generation long term and what kind of relationships we have. What we do have is the current statistics of how often this is happening. I mean, this is an absolute epidemic. There is no law enforcement agency across America that has enough resources to be able to process all the sextortion cases and all the cases of online sexual exploitation. It is absolutely an epidemic across our nation, and it is hard to keep up with. So that is the reason why I say to myself, we must prevent this, and I need to start. Who's For me, I'm starting with how did the kid get the phone in the first place? You know, I, I in my own family, somebody who was nine years old recently got a tablet, and I just said, I don't want to hear about it. I absolutely don't want to hear about it. I get these cases all day long, and if you want your child to be one of the cases, that's the decision that you currently have made. We must start with the parent, you know. I, I honestly believe that that's, that's where it's at. It's an interesting thing. Technology is not good or bad. I love technology. I think there are so many great opportunities with technology. I believe there's a tremendous opportunity to teach your child to use technology for the glory of God and for the betterment of themselves. I believe that there's a great chance to get an education like you've never seen before. But it is no different than teaching your child to cross a busy intersection. 
at a very young age, you teach them before you let them cross the street by themselves. You go out there and you teach them to look both ways. You teach them about street lights. You teach them to watch for that oncoming car that's going to run that red light. You teach them about the exception. And yet, because parents don't understand technology, they are exposing their children to that busy highway and just sending them out there on their own and saying, now be very careful, look both ways now. And this is crazy. I want to read you, um, this is the lady that we hope to have on before too long. Her and I are kind of walking parallel paths on this particular subject, although I cover human trafficking and a lot of other cases. But I, I want to share her organization with you. But she had an article. Uh, her name is Kristen Jensen, and the organization is called Proactive Parenting Tips Text Solutions. This article is about roadblocks. Uh, it caught my attention because I get a lot of questions about roadblocks because there's a lot of younger users on roadblocks. And it has a chat feature that allows strangers and potential pedophiles to directly contact and communicate with kids. Now, many of your little kids do that. I I got a horrific call one time from a father. He was a great, great sounding father. He was calling from the emergency room of Kaiser Hospital and his little girl wanted high puppies. And, you know, he said, I thought she was too old for it, but I was glad to see she was innocent. And he bought it. He said, never once did it occur to me to look if that had a chat room. And it did. She was 11 and she met a guy who was 19 and they were doing the rape kit. And it's just tragic. This is a wonderful man and a wonderful little girl. And it all happened because people didn't realize that sex is being used as a weapon inside of video games. Well, this father heard some concerning news about predators hunting for kids in online games. So thank God, this is exactly what every parent should do. He said he sat down and he started to play the rope blocks with the kid. And as he did, he posed it as eight-year-old boy. He entered a room with a pool and was approached by two strangers who asked his age and his gender. Now, here's a father pretending to be eight years old and playing the game with his kid. They asked him to follow them into their house and bedroom where they asked me to lay down on top of them. And then they started with their sexual movements. This happened almost immediately when this father went on a Roblox game and pretended to be an eight-year-old boy. He said that he deleted the game from his iPad and encouraged other parents to do it, okay? But what you need to know here is that this happens on a regular basis. And it is really, truly sad what is happening here to to do this. Uh, you know, every one of these games are populated by sexual predators. It's kind of like taking your child to the playground and leaving them off because that's where sexual predators hang out. So what will happen here is that he gets propositions very, very quickly and they want him to take off his clothes. I'm running out of time on this segment here. I only have about four or five more minutes, but I also want to enter into your thought process. The impact that pornography has on child assault on this because I believe that it is the pornography that we are feeding to our very young kids that is teaching many of them, not all of them, but a significant portion, enough to be concerned, young boys that are going through puberty and they are seeing a high amount of pornography and they are becoming sexually aggressive, not in a relationship give and take where sex is a respected and valued part of the relationship. They become individually sexually aggressive. 
This is a study out of the UK in here, and the headline porn has fueled a 400% rise in child-on-child assaults in the UK. And it's saying that the Daily Mail convictions of rape by those aged under 17 have almost doubled in the last four years. They warned that extreme pornography is fueling this alarming rise in the number of child rapists. It is clear that Internet porn has sparked the sex attacks. He did a study there. They revealed 120 children were convicted of rape in 2015. That's a 74% rise up from 69% convictions. Of the 120 convicted of rape, 46 were sent to detention. We are seeing an Internet age driving greater access to more worrying imagery online. In the extreme images, the sexualization of youth is manifesting itself in younger convictions ages for rape and so what they're saying here here's a last november a boy was convicted of raping repeatedly his younger sister after becoming fascinated with online pornography the 14 year old who was only 12 at the time of the crime pleaded guilty to six charges of rape his internet browsing history showed he had searched and watched porn relating to incest a judge condemned the co- corrosive influence of pornography after a boy who visited hardcore pornographic websites abducted and raped a girl in his town that was only 10 years old. In the UK, more than 1,000 children ages 11 to 16 found that at least half had been exposed to online porn. Of this group, almost 94% have seen hardcore porn by the age of 14. In the same survey, the boys revealed they wanted to copy the behavior they had seen watching porn. More than a third of the 13 to 14-year-olds who responded to the question and 21% of 11 to 12-year-olds wanted to repeat porn acts. The interesting part, the answer came despite more than three-quarters of the kids agreeing that porn didn't help them understand consent. This is what I mean by the weaponization of sex. And I probably will, you'll probably hear about this more in the future. This is a trend that is driving a lot of sexual exploitation activity that, you know, I believe will become the norm in the future if we don't stop today and understand what is driving that trend. My name is Opal Sengeld, and this show is brought to you by Million Kids. I hope that you will follow us on Facebook. Just simply go to Facebook and find Million Kids. You can go to www.millionkids.org, or you can see all these archive or hear all these archive shows at www.exploitedcrimes.com. By the way, if you like this show, I hope that you will send us an email or post it on Facebook. You can email me at opal at million kids. And I also hope that you will share this show with everyone that you know. They are archived. There's over 60 hours there on exploitedcrimes.com. And also you can get an embed code and put these shows, all the archive shows right there on your own website. We don't care. We want to educate the world as fast as we can and do it for free. We are able to do that because many of you donate to me and kids, and I want you to know how very, very important that is to keep all of this effort on the air. You can do that by going to www.millionkids.org. Hit that donate button, and I personally will send you a thank you, and Mona will send you a receipt. Folks, I can't tell you how important you are to us. Thank you for following us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting our work. And I pray that this week you'll take some extra time to think about sex as a weapon. We'll see you next week. 
Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.